The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. All right, y'all so y'all can hear me. So let's roll. I don't see how y'all can hear me because I don't see any levels moving. But here we are. So I've been fueled by the barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope y'all having a great morning. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here, live from the Low T Center studio. Uh, ben, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. What a morning. <laughs> I gotta love technology. Love it. I love it. I'm telling you, man. The equipment knows it's about to be replaced. <laughs> it's giving us the middle finger. So it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna show out, man. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna show out on our way, on our way out of here. So, <laughs> um, here we go, man. Here we go. Uh, so, uh, all good. We'll rock Ro- and roll. <laughs> Rodney says it's clear, clear. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's clear as day. But hey, man, that doesn't sound like it is over here, but. Uh, anyways, Tennessee getting some commitments. We'll talk to Austin Price at, at hour number three, but we're not going to wait to hour three to talk recruiting uh, because it is December. What's that, seventh? Sure. Seventh, man. Getting closer and closer to early signing period. Tennessee feels like there's some, some orchestration going on here. Is that a word? I think that's a word. Yes, Where it is. We're getting some commitments back to back. And then you have a target that's going to make an announcement here, here very, very soon. And Justin Williams running back from from Georgia. Um, lots of lots of momentum uh, in Tennessee's favor right now, and it's kind of cool to sit back and watch all the coaching dominoes fall. And this has been like the craziest coaching search, craziest coaching carousel that I can ever remember, to be honest. And it's still not over yet. Because Oregon now needs to find a coach because Mario Cristobal indeed has left to go to Miami. And we have seen coaches decide to stay in certain places because they made a decision with their head instead of the heart. And Cristobal made this decision maybe with his head, but definitely with his heart. So uh, there are... there are more vacancies available or, or open. Duke, Virginia, what's Tony Elliott going to do? Brent Venables uh, threw up the deuces, left Clemson to go take over as a head coach there at Oklahoma. So uh, lots of stuff to get to today. Tennessee basketball um, ready to continue their streak. Hopefully Kennedy Chandler is ready to to put in some serious, serious work, which I think he is ready. So, uh, a lot of stuff to get to today, Ben. A lot of things going on for Tennessee Athletics. Yes, there there are a ton of things going on. It will be cool to see Tennessee basketball play in Madison Square Garden tonight. The, the, the garden is the mecca. Maybe we'll get a Spike Lee appearance <laughs> on on the sideline tonight. That, that would be be pretty cool, but should be a, a fascinating game. Texas Tech really hangs its hat on the defensive end of the floor. So that makes me a little nervous uh, just because I still think that this offense is is trying to find its way, but should should be fun. And 
playing at an NBA arena, this is a, a great chance for Kennedy to show out uh, in front of NBA personnel. It's a big opportunity for him. It'll, it'll be a fun game. But there is a lot going on. Lady Vols are in the midst of a, a heck of a run. Football is really picking up in recruiting right now because the early signing period is eight days away. Next week is the early signing period, and Tennessee is is bringing in commitment after commitment. They're they're visiting guys. They they've got guys coming in this weekend before the early signing period. Just a, a ton going on, and and that doesn't even have anything to do with the bowl game that Tennessee will play in later this month. That's right. That is right. That is right, my friend. Looking forward to that. The Music City Bowl, Tennessee, Iowa, and there's some, uh, there's some trash talk already between Iowa and Tennessee fans. you love to see it. How did Iowa not learn from – or not Iowa, but how did Purdue not learn from Iowa and the 2013 Tax Flair Bowl, or 14 – it did not go well for Iowa and its fans when, when they wanted to run their mouth. Purdue should know they're in the same conference, also in the same conference as Northwestern, who it also did not work out too well for in 2015, also did not work out for Nebraska in 2016, and last I checked, all four of those schools are in the same conference. What, what, what are these Big Ten schools going to learn? Also, also um – 2017 seven teams, excuse me, uh, beat Wisconsin. So the last team to lose to a Big Ten team was 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 my senior season team. So shame on you. Yeah, I know, right? So. Although I feel bad for you that that was your last game. Yeah, that was did that time. bother you? Yep, all the time. Yeah, I feel bad for you. Yeah, all the time. It still bugs me that I lost my last high school baseball game, and that is just. Something that does not matter in this world at all. My my final high school baseball game. But it, it still bothers me to this day when I think about it. It's the last one, man. Last one. So uh, I, I think about it from time to time. I think about the Florida game from time to time. I think about the Alabama game my junior year from time to time. I mean, that's why, that's why sports are so great because you get to hold on to great moments and wins. And, but you also have to live with tough losses. And L's. And so it's part of sports. What makes sports great? It's what makes you work hard. It's what makes you get up early in the morning and not sleep until uh, late hours because you're trying to find every advantage to win the game because you want to create those memories. You want to create those moments that you will carry with you for, for a lifetime. So got good ones and bad ones, man. It's a part of it. It's a part of it. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Networks hotline. If you are watching on on, uh, on the video, you can clearly see to my my left, your right, boxes in the corner. This is all new equipment. I tried to crop it out the best as I could, but it's, it's so much. Oh, who cares? Peel back the curtain. Give them the full Swain event experience and everything we've got going on this week. Yeah, we got we – got, your replacement is here. Shh, don't st- sh- shut your mouth, Swain. Your replacement no, is here. No, you hush. It's, it's going to piss, piss it off. <laughs> Something's going to go out here in a second. You better quit that. Whatever, man. Whatever. Your replacement's here. Today is a day. Well, actually, I think it's supposed to be tomorrow. But your time is drawing near. Bored and other stuff. So 
uh, we excited about that, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Will you lose your mind if something goes wrong with the new board within the first day or so? No, because if if, if something goes wrong, it's gonna be like our problem. It's gonna be, it's, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be because we did it and we pushed a different button, a wrong button because we're not as familiar with new. it. I mean, it it, it is. Um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's the real deal. So it's not going to be because the board is messed up. It's going to be because we don't know what we're doing. But we'll get a crash course on how everything works with my engineer. It's real simple. I've been reading the book, so we should be okay. Who who performs better, this board that we're about to get rid of, or Mike White's basketball team? Um, the board. Yeah, the board. Man, Mike White, Florida, my goodness. I want to get beat by, like, a point or two. I mean, it's not. It's one thing to get beat, period. Let's just be honest. It's one thing to get beat, period. But double digits? To One thing to lose to that team, period. Yeah, but double digits? Anyways, good job. Just good when job. you think Mike White's turning a corner. The one and seven Texas Southern Tigers, you lose by 15 at home, I mean, basketball's been wacky already. Missouri's had one of those losses to Liberty. Now Florida, who has had like a real bad, embarrassing loss? Did Alabama lose yet? They've lost, but I don't think it's been an embarrassing loss. Well, as long as Tennessee hasn't had one. South Carolina, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Man. I feel like I'm forgetting one off the top of my head. Man. Vandy, but does that count? Yes, it counts. They're in the SEC, man. The SEC, you're, you're playing pay games. You should win. And if you don't, you should be you should be called out for it. All right, 865-255-03, Irish Networks Hotline. Who we got? Steve in Georgia. Steve in Georgia, good morning. Hey, good morning, Swain. Um, it, it is kind of funny to look at Twitter and see – Northwestern fans warning the Purdue fans just not to not to poke the bear. Um, seen that a few times, so it, it it's I don't know. It, it just makes me laugh. Um, I, I got a question about this coaching carousel thing. If you guys don't mind weighing in on it, please. please. Um, let's let's just say that you know, first of all, what they did down in Miami. Oh my God, um, I haven't seen that since uh, since we had a coach that was in the hospital. Um, but anyway. Um, I guess my question is, how much does Nike weigh in on that Oregon job <laughs> to a coach who's making a decision? All that free swag, you know, getting the new Jordans, um, you know, plus, you know, the money that they're going to help dole out. You know that whatever you ask for, you know, Phil Knight over there is going to throw down with you. But uh, does that does that sway you away from another uh, Power 5 school if, if you're uh, looking for a job as a coach? And uh, I'll listen to offline. Thank you, guys. So – Oregon job? Do you think Phil Knight is able to persuade coaches with with all that he has to offer with his company? What's, what's, what's crazy is that this is the second time that Oregon has kind of been left at the altar early, earlier than they um, should have. I mean, Willie Taggart left, and he went to Florida State. He's from Florida, so I guess he felt like that was home. And then now – Mayor Cristobal and Cristobal was 
promoted from within when Taggart left. So now what do you do? I mean you got you got you got Byron McClendon on there. You got you got you got McClendon, who's the SEC caliber coach. He played at Georgia. He was um really good there at South Carolina as as a receivers coach, was promoted to offense coordinator under Will Muschamp, and he is right now the interim. So I don't know where Oregon goes, but I, I wouldn't make Brian McClendon the head coach, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. 865-255-03. We're going to take a quick timeout. Join us uh, on the other side. Be right back. A couple different news and notes to hit on this Tuesday morning. The Heisman Trophy finalists were announced. And Alabama's Bryce Young, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett, and Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson were announced as the four Heisman finalists. And this is ridiculous that Will Anderson is not a Heisman Trophy finalist. Aiden Hutchinson is an absolute stud. He's one of my favorite players in college football this year. He, he's a real fun story. College game day had a great feature on him this past weekend. It's, it's hard not to root for Aiden Hutchinson when, when you see his dad and the family ties to Michigan, wearing the same number and so on and so forth. But the fact that he is on here and Will Anderson is not is just atrocious. Will Anderson is the best player in college football the best defensive player in college football and a different defensive player is a Heisman finalist. And if you look at the numbers comparing the two, it doesn't even come close. Doesn't even come close. Will Anderson is one of only two power five players over the last 20 years with at least 90 tackles, 20 tackles for a loss, and 12 sacks. One of two two players over the last 20 years. Should be on there. Just ridiculous. I, I just, just the, in my opinion, Swain, just another sign of, of how irrelevant the Heisman Trophy is becoming because it's a, a quarterback award. And I, I think after Saturday's performance, I do think Bryce Young deserves to win the Heisman. But it's just little things like this that, in my opinion, continues to make the Heisman Trophy more and more irrelevant. Uh, Bob Stoops took a cutting-edge offensive coordinator in Mike Leach his first season, according to Chris Lowe. And Brent Vittables is going to be trying to do the same thing by bringing Jeff Levy, the Ole Miss offensive coordinator, to, be a good one. to Oklahoma for his first season. That would be a good one, especially considering Brent Vittables a defensive guy. I did see where he plans to hire a defensive coordinator. But it would be big for him to, to add an offensive mind, just like it was important for Pruitt to try and go out and, and add an offensive mind, just like it was important for Heupel to, to add a really good defensive mind. When, when, when you're pigeonholed into one side of the ball, and I don't know if I'm unfairly pigeonholing <laughs> Brent Venables into one side of the ball, but I've only known him as a defensive guy. Je- Jeff, Jeff Lebby was um... – at Baylor during that whole 
mess with Art Browse and Jeff Lebby's father-in-law is Art Browse. So he was caught up in that. And then when he was, um, I guess, fired, let go, or stepped down in that Baylor mess, he went to Southeastern, whoever that is, to be the offense coordinator for a year. And then after a year went past and all that stuff cleared up a little bit or passed, guess who hired him? Josh Heupel at Central Florida to be the quarterback's coach. Um, I remember Jeff Levy's name coming up when Tennessee was looking for an offensive coordinator. It just never really happened. And then Jeff Levy went to Ole Miss um, last season, and here he is. He went to Oklahoma. He is an alum of Oklahoma, uh, and so that would be a great, great move for Brent Venables if he's able to pull that off because Jeff Levy, perception-wise, doesn't get the credit that he deserves because Lane Kiffin's the coach. Everyone says that's Lane Kiffin's offense, but I sit there and watch Lane on the sideline when Tennessee played Ole Miss. He wasn't calling plays on offense. That was that was Jeff Levy. So if you are Jeff Levy, man, here's an opportunity for you to go somewhere else and get the recognition that you deserve. Yes, and it's just a matter of time before he becomes a head coach somewhere, kind of following the the Josh Heupel path of of brilliant offensive minds. He'll he'll get an opportunity at a at a Power Five school at probably a good Power Five school, and then if he can have success there, then he'll he'll be a head coach at a Power Five school. Or I meant to say non Power Five a second ago. Just don't and operate then, like Browse did. <laughs> yeah. That is for sure. Uh, the only other thing that I really had to to offer from the SEC was that Ole Miss guard, uh, or forward, I should say, Robert Allen, will miss the remainder of the season due to a knee injury he suffered against Memphis on Saturday. He was averaging 6.5 points and 5.4 rebounds. The big news in college football yesterday was that Miami did, in fact, fire Manny Diaz and hire Mario Cristobal to be the new head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Cristobal comes from Oregon, and I think it's a a terrific move for Miami. Should pay off. Who knows if it actually will. I'm very much in the I'll I'll believe it when I see it mode nowadays with, with coaching hires, but I mean, he's a great recruiter and should should be able to recruit that area really, really, really well. He is uh, Miami through and through, and I'm pretty sure Miami, you know, people are very, very excited. Uh, former players are probably very excited that you hired one of your own, someone that has um, seen success before coming in. It's not like you are, you know, giving the job to someone, uh, their first time being a head coach who is an alum or a former player. This is different. I mean, Mayor Cristobal is uh, – He's proven. He is proven, and he's coming in. So this is a really good hire for Miami. This this hire kind of reminds me of, like, when Johnny Majors left Pittsburgh to, to go home to Tennessee. A total heart move. Because, you know, Tennessee was not good at the time when Johnny Majors took over, and Johnny Majors was coming off a national championship. So he was, he was winning at the place that he was at, and – 
had things made where he was and more comfortable, but he decided to go back home to fix to fix the house. And that, that's what it feels like here with uh, Cristobal. The Miami's, man, they got some money somewhere. The knock on Miami is don't have any money. Well, they found it because they are going to pay the buyout of Cristobal. They're going to pay the buyout of Diaz and also going to commit to Cristobal's salary, which is not low at all. No. Did you see where they found the money from? Uh, underneath the mattress or <laughs> in the wall like those uh, mortgage company commercials? Uh, it, it seems like it. Uh, I'm, I don't have the tweet pulled up in, in front of me. But Miami ran into money with <laughs> no, with its uh, like Miami Health Department, like the the medical side of the University of Miami, like ran into like four hundred million dollars in profits last year, and so since they ran into four hundred million dollars in profits, they decided to be willing to do this for the football program. Hey man, football program is the the front door to the university, so smart. Mm-hmm. Smart because it like you 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 tallied it all up. It is not cheap to buy out Manny Diaz. Uh, Mario Cristobal is getting eight million per year. Staff you have to hire. They're they're giving him more money to to go out and hire staff members. You got to make a commitment to the to the facilities. I mean, you got to you always have to have a plan to be upgrading facilities. If you're not, you're behind everybody else. One thousand percent. So there has to be a plan in place to upgrade facilities. You have to be able to show that to recruits. You have to give them something to look forward to. So you better have that in place. Um, and then you have to buy out Oregon. I mean, you got to pay Oregon. So how about Miami finding some money? <laughs> Smoky Tennessee says they found the money at Joel Olstein's house in the walls. <laughs> no, it was at the church, man. It was at the church. The plumber found some money at the, at the church in the walls. Yeah. At Osteen's church. I read about that. They are in Miami, so there's no telling where that money could have come from. Yeah, no telling, man. It probably floated. Washed up, washed up short. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh! Here's, uh, I ain't mention your names, man. Ain't about to, get, ain't, ain't about to come, come find me. Here it is. You, throw up the you, baby. Throw up to you. We are all Miami fans and Florida State fans, Tennessee fans. We need those schools to. Let's go Mike Norvell. Let's right. go Mario Cristobal. Let's go Gus. I hope Gus can. can. I'm just going to quit right there. Uh, per Manny Navarro of the ACC, he wrote a, a paragraph in a, in a recent story that says, Until recently, Miami's administration had been unwilling to allocate funds to the athletic department. Instead, leaving it to cover all expenses on its own, but the success of Miami's U Health system, which made more than $400 million in profits last year, and promises from big-time boosters and donors to back upgrades at Miami, changed the school's stance. So $400 million in profit last year for Miami's U Health system. Go get it, Miami. Go Canes. Go Canes. Up to you, baby. Up to you. <laughs> Let's go. Get those recruits. Keep them away from Alabama. Keep them, keeping them away from Florida. Can uh, Tennessee's health program generate that much money, please? I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. 
Whatever, hey, whatever we need to do to go find some money. Uh, the basketball loss that we could not remember was Alabama losing to Iona. Yeah. And Rick Patino. I knew multiple teams, man. Because I put that on. Um, oh, we talked I about it. I put it on Attaboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, uh, it was the first time that Iona beat a ranked opponent, I think. Yes, I guess I just deleted it from my memory because Bama beat Gonzaga. has been on a rampage mm-hmm. since and dominated Gonzaga over the weekend. Mm-hmm. 865-255-03, Iris Network's hotline. 90 days, no payment for business internet. And hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Man, there's so much stuff to get to. Oh, my gosh. So much stuff. Where do I go? My head is spinning right now. It's so much stuff. But it's the, it is December, the most important thing outside of Tennessee's game um, is Tennessee football recruiting. As simple as that. Picked up another one yesterday from Juco Corner, Desmond Williams, or Juco DB, I should say. Talked about him yesterday, was on an official visit this weekend to Tennessee and had been scheduled to visit Mississippi State this weekend, but decided to go ahead and end his recruitment and pick the Vols last night. Tennessee's 17th commitment, 7th defensive commitment, uh, 5'11", 190, 4th commitment in two weeks. He plays at East Central Community College there in Mississippi and uh, will have two years of eligibility to play in the SEC. His scouting report from Mickey Mays, the East Central defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator, said that Desmond is one of the best humans you can meet. For one thing, he came from Mary Persons High School in Georgia. He had one junior college offer out of high school. That was it. He loves to practice and is dependable. This is what he brings to the table. He is going to lead by example. He's always going to be there early. He loves the game, loves practice, and just keeps getting better. He's a great athlete, can press corner, and played some safety in high school. He ran a kickoff back for a touchdown in what I believe was his first kick return he ever returned here. His first punt return this year, he runs back for a touchdown. He leads the nation with seven interceptions. He's a physical tackler. He can play man, and he can play zone. Their program has gotten better. So high praise from Mickey Mays, which is an all-time great name. That is a great name. Mickey Mays, the East Central Defense Coordinator. And Tennessee needs DB help. Alante's moving on. You have some question marks. What? Go ahead. Who else did I miss? No, I was just just wondering what you were going to say about the DBs. No, there's just question marks with everybody else in the room. You don't know what you're going to get from Warren Burrell next year. You don't know what you're going to get from Kamal Haddon. Brandon Turnage, Deshaun Rucker. We're going to see a lot of uh, Haddon at the bowl game. Yes, and rightfully so. I, I like Haddon, but he's still going to be a question mark going in the next year just because he has not been the guy. He has not been in that role. I, so I until he is in that role and kind of proves one way or the other, I mean, he's a, a question mark in my book. So it's a, it's a significant pickup in, in that regard. You, you need corner help and – this is going to be a class. We've talked about it, Swain. This is going to be a class that isn't going to please the Stargazers, but Tennessee has identified 
prospects that they like and that they think that they can develop. Now the question is, can they develop these guys that they are getting, these diamonds in the rough, so to speak, can they develop them into legitimate college football players? That's the question. If if they can, they'll look like Rick Barnes and, and look like geniuses. If not, then quite frankly, they, they they may not be here in three, four years. Well this I mean this is this is the plan they had they had to um go forward with anyways. Yes. I mean, just because of the cards that you were dealt taking over this job and you know, being behind the, the eight ball and recruiting, you have to take this approach. It's an approach that German Pruitt and company um, did not want to take. They wanted to swing with Georgia and Alabama for recruits, and you came in second. The second's not good enough uh, when you're trying to get, you know, get players. They went elsewhere. In, in your pursuit of those four- and five-star Georgia-Alabama uh, targets, you lost out on the players that went to Texas A&M. They went to LSU. They went to Auburn because you slow played them. They were right here in your backyard. They went to Oklahoma. They went to other places because you didn't think they were Georgia, Alabama quality. And you missed out on those players. Josh Heupel and company have to learn from Pruitt's mistakes. And you got to take those dudes. That's why I say, yes, you are going to play Alabama and, and Georgia every single year. And yes, technically you are recruiting against those guys. But you're not going to win one-on-one battles with those those schools right now. Your focus needs to be on beating out Florida, beating out South Carolina, beating out Kentucky, beating out LSU and Texas A&M. And Texas A&M, is, is, that's going to be hard to beat out because they, um, they're committed. They are committed. That's, that's the word we'll use. They are, they are committed. I, I'm not. I'm not hating at all. No, no, no. Good no. on them. No, they are committed. Um, you said there's questions at DB. There should be not many questions about the NIL approach by, and I'm using air quotes here, Tennessee, because it's not officially Tennessee because because the school can't set this up. Um, but remember last week when NIL topic was brought up and I said, guys, it's, it's, it's being worked on. Like it's, 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 it's all right. Like, it's okay. Well, yesterday, um, there was a, uh, announcement. I'm looking right here at the immediate release as I was sent, uh, it yesterday uh, afternoon, Spire Sports Group partners with uh, open doors to maximize NIL for Tennessee athletes. Here is the press release here. And Spire Sports Group uh, announced yesterday the launch of the new initiative to support University of Tennessee student-athletes by securing donor commitments and delivering name, image, and likeness deals. The company has partnered with Open Doors, the leading athlete NIL marketplace, to provide a streamlined experience for athletes um, to manage opportunities from start to finish, this company is led by a couple of Tennessee graduates, and they have worked with football, basketball, baseball, softball, golf, dance, soccer, volleyball, uh, and have completed NIL deals secured by um, these deals have been secured by Spire. Uh, in the re- release, there's a photo of one of the. Gentlemen from Spire Sports Group. That photo is Kate Mays and Hunter Hooker at Gus's Fried Chicken. Uh, 
hmm, I wonder why. So, yeah. Um, there, there's been a plan you know, put in place dating, I mean, dating back to before the NIL rule went into effect. Um, obviously, I have sat down and met with these gentlemen because we worked together on Tennessee Prime. <laughs> Tennessee Prime was was put together, and it's probably one of the, the biggest initiatives right now for Spire Sports Group. And I say right now because that's probably going to change here um, soon within the next couple couple weeks, uh, next couple months. But uh, Tennessee Prime, and um, that that was myself and Volquest and Spire Sports Groups working together to bring Tennessee Prime. So this is. This is this is this is good. Hopefully, folks will kind of chill out and understand that there's a plan. Could it be better? Could it be quicker? Absolutely. You always feel that way. Um, but there are people working for the favor of Tennessee to help Tennessee be one of the leaders in the NIL space. And this has been a work in progress for months and months and months. And for those that you know out here yelling that NIL wasn't going down and Tennessee ain't doing anything. They were wrong. They just didn't know. So, now you know. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Brandon B. says, y'all have the scoop on Tyon Evans to Louisville. Also, I've seen more of Joseph posted on social media trying to get teams' attention to recruit him. So, I'm guessing he isn't getting attention from schools. He thought he would. How do you feel about Zach Evans coming to visit? Feel like Turkey Man with all the questions. Well, Tennessee has the opportunity with Zach Evans. Um, Tennessee had a opportunity with Zach Evans last time before he went to TCU. Um, Seems like Ole Miss is the front runner there. Tennessee's going to make a midweek visit to go see Zach Evans, and then we'll see if he does indeed make it in for a visit this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if there's a front runner right now. I would. I would I would say, oh you know, Ole Miss certainly is a player. Texas A and M is going to be a player, um, and Tennessee is going to be a player. I don't know if there's a front runner right now, but I think it I think it depends on um, the opportunities. How to, committed the school is. It depends on opportunities with the NIL. Uh, I think that I think you know I think that's going to be a big part of it. You know, Zach Evans is is um, you know someone that. Has a, a lot of um, a lot of upside. He's very very talented, and uh, the, the NIL is something that's that's very very important um, for for him. And hopefully, we are able to 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 get him. There's some advantages that's in Tennessee's favor, and Tennessee just needs to. Um, no, use those advantages to our to our favor to be able to land Zach Evans. So, y'all have been listening to me long enough. I'm trying to like tippy toe here and tell you what I can without telling you too much and messing it up. Like somebody on the text box was like, "Shh, who <laughs> was talking about? Remember we were talking about hitting the hooker?" And his his him going to the league and. Uh, well, you know what he needs to prove, and what this offense needs to prove, and oh, the guy that told us we were negatively recruiting for Tennessee, yeah. shh, <laughs> like 
everyone knows that that's the question that Josh Heupel has to answer. Can you get guys to leave? Like, that's, that's not a secret. Hey, us so-called analysts don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to – when it comes to recruiting, you really have to be, you know, you really have to be careful because there's certain stuff that – if you are Tennessee and you feel like you have an advantage on, you don't you don't want everybody to know that advantage because then other schools will do that too and you may lose a player. So Tennessee has a uh, a good a good chance, but Ole Miss definitely committed. Texas A and M definitely committed. So let's see. Tyne Evans just didn't think he was a good fit here. Quite frankly, oh he wasn't. He wasn't a good fit here. Yeah, he he didn't think the offense was good for him. Mm, okay, he can he can say that. And I mean that is truly what he believed. He 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 was not a fan of the offense, amongst other things. Yeah, I mean, I which so. I mean he he came in with Jeremy Pruitt and was recruited by Jeremy Pruitt and his staff. So I'm sure he was told different things in. In recruiting by Jeremy Pruitt and his staff, then maybe what Josh Heupel wanted to to do or or use him as. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll see. He um he looked, looked like a pretty good fit when he was leading the team in rushing and uh, doing his thing. But hey, wish him wishing the best at Louisville, man. Hope he tears it up. Um, I don't know how many years he has left and. But I hope he I hope he tears it up this year or this next upcoming year for Louisville and he's able to he's able to go to the NFL because I don't know how long Satterfield's gonna be there at, at Louisville. And maybe he don't care. But um we'll see. We'll see. I did see that he committed to, to Louisville and um that was a little bit of a head scratcher, but you got you gotta go where you want it. You got you have to go where it's a good fit and where you're going to be featured, and maybe that's Louisville. I don't know. Uh, ATL VFL says, are we out on Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, I don't think that looks all that hot. I don't think that looks hot. I, you know, coming out of high school, Gibbs liked Tennessee a lot, but, man, we must have really, really screwed the pooch because he's, that's still working against us right now, even though there's a new coaching staff. Um, Papa says, what about the young man from, from Albany? Ben, young man from Albany. Tennessee has been talking to him, spent some time with Rodney Garner on, on Monday over, over the phone that is, and, uh, Tennessee's working to, to get a visit from him. And that is Jared verse six foot five, two twenty. Uh, was impressed with Rodney Garner, has visited Syracuse, North Carolina, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, would like to make a decision before Christmas so he's ready to enroll in January. So we'll see if he, he makes it to Knoxville for a visit. Vol fan says, do we want someone that is that dependent on NIL to go somewhere? It sounds like Zach Evans is shopping around for the best offer. Is he coachable at all? I don't mind having kids that 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 part of their decision is the NIL. I mean, 
that should be part of a young man's decision. Yes, it's the the second question that is the most important and is he, and is warranted. Is he like it's okay to pursue NIL opportunities and and that be a a big factor in your decision making practice process? That is a thousand percent okay. But once once you kind of get get your bag, are you going to be coachable? Because if if you get your bag and and you're not going to be coachable and you're going to be a headache, then I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question really for every kid who is now going to be able to profit from the NIL is mm-hmm. are are you going to be comfortable too comfortable enough to work hard, be a good teammate, claw, scratch, fight for playing time? Or are you going to be the player who says, "Hey man, I came for nothing." I'll take this $100,000, and I'm good. Like, I'm, I've made it. I don't need to do anything. That's what you don't want if you are a school. I mean, if you are, like, and I don't know, maybe Ohio State don't really care because they got money, you know, growing on trees up there. I don't know. But the quarterback from Texas, Ewers, that went up there and, get all this money from the NIL deal, and then he transferred after playing with two snaps for the season. That's what you don't want. He did all that for that. Yeah. He reclassified, went up there early. Skipped your senior season. I mean, but he got the bag, though. He got the bag, though. But if you were Hall State, I mean, hey, man, do you, do you feel like that's kind of a, a waste? Or it's like, hey, man, it's just part of the business, whatever. But that's my that's my question, Ben, is, is – Will these players be hungry on the football field? And I don't know that about Zach Evans. I don't know that either. I, I don't. I don't know enough about him. I've never spoken to him. I, I don't know that particular question. Yeah, I don't know that about any any player, to be, to be honest. Because a player can they can tell you. You go call him up, Ben. You go call him up, Austin Price. You guys, uh, you know. Eric Kane, y'all call him up, and the players might tell you that, yes, NIL is important. It's not the deciding factor. And if I get it, I'm going to come in and still be as hungry as I would have been without it. They can tell you that all day long. You don't know that until they start playing. Correct. I mean, it's it's money is <laughs> what every every single person on this planet pursues. Exactly. It, it it is the ruler of all, and it's just, it's just life is is my point that the guys chase the bag just like everybody else in every other profession does, and and the bag means more to to some than it does to others, yeah. and it it's and and a lot of not a lot I don't want to stereotype, but I mean some of these guys are coming from from bad situations to where a bag is a big difference maker. Yep. And all money's not good money. All money is not good money. Uh, Jennifer Morris with a good question. So does uh, Spire Sports represent all the football players? Or do they have choices? They have choices. They have choices. So Spire Sports Group is just, it's here if you need them. Mm-hmm. They can do some work for you while you focus on your football, while you focus on your academics. They are a resource to you if you want to take it. If you don't and you want to do your own thing, you are more than happy to do that. But the purpose here 
is to create a outlet for our student athletes so all they can do is just focus on their schoolwork, focus on the athletics and everything is streamlined everything is organized everything is ready to go uh, all we gotta do is push the green light to go hour two coming up